Hey everyone and welcome to the Atomic Cinema Experiment, aka the ACE, the science fiction movie podcast that we do here at Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter. I am a little bit uh, Braveheart sounding. Do not adjust your sets. Uh, that is normal. Um, but likewise, sounding like a mix between a exploitation film and... <laughs> A valley girl. <laughs> and a valley girl. Tara <laughs> is my co-host. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to say it. Tr- <laughs> how would the valley girl slash Canadian say it? Yum, uh, yum. That's uh, well, valley girl. No, that's, that's the ending. What I'm doing? I'm, we're doing greeting citizens. I'm, I'm skipping to the end of the show. <laughs> like greeting citizens, eh? <laughs> <laughs> We talk about science fiction movies on this show. Uh, every week, we get together, we watch a movie, we talk about the movie, and this week we are we're returning to our kind of subgenre theme that we're having till sometime around April-ish. Uh, basically, every few weeks, we're making a point of doing another time travel movie, and this is the next film on that list. This is the Philadelphia Experiment from 1984, and this is a film that neither of us had seen before. I, well, I think so, anyway. Nope. Curious to see what this was because uh, neither of us had seen it. Um, I, I saw Nancy Allen was in it, and that was kind of cool because I like her from Robocop and Carrie and a, As do I. a few other things. So she's in a few Brian De Palma films. She's in Blowout and uh, Dressed to Kill. So, you know, I like her and some stuff. I love Nancy Allen. Every time I see her on screen, I sort of like fall in love with her. She's great. Yeah, she's great. Um, also, she was like 27 when she was in Carrie, playing a high schooler. Um, I, I only because I, I was looking up her, her filmography, and I just I noticed her like her birth year, and I went, "Wait, she was like 26 when she was in yeah, Carrie." She's aged super well, also. Actually, I've not seen her like in recent times. I don't know what she looks like now. She looks great. Mm. Um, I will take. She's continued to be a beautiful woman. Because she's actually. <laughs> uh, well, let me click on her name here, just so I get this right. I don't want to insult her if this is not accurate. Uh, yeah, she's actually older than both my parents. Mm-hmm. She was born in 1950. Yeah, same with mine. She, she's she's turning 70 next year, which is insane. So yeah, uh, and the reason why we're focusing on her is because she's the one actor in the movie that we we know. Outside of that one smaller role, uh, Stephen uh, Tabalowski, who plays Barney, one of the scientists. <laughs> who, he's a face that pops up in a lot of things. He's Ground- Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day. Yeah, Groundhog Day. He's, he's actually in uh, Memento. He's uh, Sammy Jenkins in the flashbacks. He's the, the one who yeah. had the disease in that movie, which I think is where I know him from mainly. Uh, but he's popped up in a bunch of things over there. He's, he's been on a bunch of TV shows. and That's kind of the only names we really knew about, I think, going into this. I mean, unless you're familiar with the director, Stuart Raphael. Nope. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Don't know him. Don't really know the main guy either. No, nor, nor do I. Um, and let's be honest, I think there's probably a reason why he's not that super well-known. <laughs> Even though when I click on his name, he is still working. He actually has like 10 projects for 2020 on IMDb. Um, he's just in a lot of things and presumably fairly small roles. But um, yeah. a leading man, he may not be. Uh, more on that in a minute. Uh, so what is the Philadelphia experiment about, you may ask at home? You're sitting there with bated breath, you're on the edge of your seat, you get your popcorn out. Or maybe actually Is it a classic? I I find the way the best way people enjoy our shows, Tara, is uh mm-hmm. especially to listen to my voice, my sweet, sweet tones, is to uh listen to it in the bath. You know, run a bath, have some candles, 
maybe have a, a glass of a glass of wine, a little bit of bubbly, um, and, and, and enjoy enjoy. That wasn't so dulcet right there. A little <laughs> bit of the bubbly. Oh, that, that's because I was I was I was referencing a wrestling joke from last weekend that became a bit of a meme on the internet. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I know you didn't get it, Not but my expertise. That, that was for anyone who who was a fan of a little bit of the bubbly from Chris Jericho. That was for you. Um, although that we record these like two or three weeks in advance, so by the time you see this or hear this, that that'll be like a four-week-old joke. But just <laughs> bear with me. Just think of what it was like for the comics podcast that we did today, because me and Matt are both wrestling fans, and Connor does isn't. So me and Matt were just sitting making bubbly jokes at each other, and Connor was sitting there. The is that soul. why those episodes are always six hours long? Yes, that is exactly why those episodes are always <laughs> six hours long. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, yes, the Philadelphia Experiment is a movie about an experiment that happens in Philadelphia. <laughs> that was like just a redundant sentence. That was so silly. It's about two sailors who are doing an experiment for the, the military slash the scientist dude, and it's a it's it's basically two cloak ships. It's it's meant to be like a this fancy science fictiony cloaking device that will like completely disguise ships from vision and from radar and whatever else mm-hmm. and okay cool nice idea and well not just that it, it turns out it's an urban legend oh yeah yeah there's like a, there's text at the start that, that sort of explains that there was all these experiments and the most infamous of them all uh yeah it's like a big conspiracy theory dream of like uh that this actually happened like there was a ship that disappeared because of experiments that were happening and, in the 40s yeah we should mention this and it is, became an urban legend this is 1942 just for the right like, part of the movie we're talking about is 1942 mm-hmm. uh but the two sailors who are kind of in the main sort of control area uh, are transported to present day 1984 Four. <laughs> and uh, that's what the movie's about so with these two in present day they run to nancy allen who's a who's a modern girl their adventures and try to understand where they are maybe how to get back home and so on and so on uh, kind of what you'd expect from that point on uh, obviously we'll save the rest for spoilers plot wise which we will warn you about halfway through somewhere in the middle and uh, we'll go into spoilers then so you can you're spoiler free until then so mm-hmm. tara how did you feel about the now do you think this experiment was in west philadelphia <laughs> Do you think it was born and raised and on the playground it spent most of it? I'm sorry, the, the song popped out of my head. Okay. <laughs> All right. What did you, how did you feel about the Philadelphia experiment? How did you feel? Yeah. I don't hate it. Um, I'm kind of neutral on it. I think there are some interesting ideas with a lack of stakes mm-hmm. <laughs> involved which make it, makes it a little boring. I actually, the part that I like the most is like the romance in it. And uh, that shouldn't be the part that I like the most, but yeah, it's okay. Okay. It's not going on my list of classics. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, well, I'll, I'll answer by saying that uh, I didn't know this when I was, when I put this on, but uh, the first thing you see in the movie, of course, is the, the studio logo that for the, for the company that made it. And up comes the new world pictures uh, screen. And that immediately, Don't know what that, is. that immediately told me a lot before it started, because oh. they are not. They make cheap movies. They make your B movies. They make your things that are are made quickly and cheaply. Make some money, and they make the next thing, and they just keep going that way. That told me that that put my expectations in place, right? Because I didn't know that before I I put it on. I saw New World Pictures. I went, okay, 
this isn't going to be a, some hidden classic that I didn't hear about. This is going to be maybe I know. fun. You were so excited. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you thought maybe this was going to be a hidden gem. Yeah, and I kind of agree with you. It's not bad. It's, it's okay. It's, it's It's got some fun uh, moments and ideas. It's, I, w- I would basically describe it as a fairly pleasant background watch where you could, you, know, you could put this on on a Sunday afternoon while you're doing the dishes or something and it'd be a fine thing to have on the TV as you're, yeah. as you're doing that. I mean, but, you can't help but compare it to the final countdown, and I think that's a much better version of this. Well, here's the weird thing. I actually think that they, they both suffer from different things. They're, they're kind of inverse movies of each other, where one is... Well, they all... are, right? Because this one, they go forward in time 40 years, and oh, the yeah, other goes back. Exactly. They're, they're literally <laughs> inverse in the way the time travel happens, because it's you know present day to the 40s and 40s to present day. Uh, early 80s being the present day in both cases. But... Yeah. I, I think they're inverse as well in the sense that Final Countdown was okay. It was like okay, we like this cast, we like the the big production value it has because they're on a real ship and because all these mm-hmm. things, but it almost just didn't embrace the sci-fi of it enough to really make it exciting, right? Whereas yeah. this movie embraces the sci-fi enough, but is just not well written or like given enough thought to really make it like a compelling they story. Also didn't really have permission to use like from the U.S. government or the military to... Unlike the Final Countdown, which was like one big recruitment movie, Mm -hmm. this one does not have the approval of the U.S. military because apparently this um, urban legend is just like a a sore spot on the the Navy (laughs) that they don't want to encourage. They're like, no. But, I mean, they still use naval ships in in the film, so I guess they had to have some permission to film on an actual ship uh that maybe they'll decommissioned something like that maybe it was like oh these are these are going out of service you can use these because they're you know <laughs> i don't know oh i doubt that i'm sure they're when something gets decommissioned i don't know they wouldn't have like a team of people on there maybe maybe there were ships from from uh another country they just painted some other you know they just like we'll put, just we'll, put american flag yeah, on. <laughs> we'll put the flag and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll print u.s navy on the side no, they of used, it they, they used real ships Okay. They used real naval ships. You could tell. You could tell they were real ships. Okay. I like looking at the IMDb trivia for the movies we watch. All right. Okay. So you've done your research, which is the IMDb trivia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had like four things. <laughs> so now I like you know I think Nancy Allen's the best part of the movie. She she easily okay. is. Yeah. She, there's no question she is the best part of this film because the, the movie does this thing where obviously you've got the main plot of like the guys are in present day. And they're sort of realizing they're in a different time period because obviously they don't realize that at first. There's a, there's a slow mm-hmm. build of them like sort of noticing things and and doing the fish out of war stuff. But then there's also the, the stakes for the movie are, are that this time travel event has caused a vortex to open in the sky and it's getting bigger and stronger and will destroy the entire planet if if it's not fixed and closed. And that's meant to be the stakes, but it's it's such like an afterthought. There's just kind of a subplot that we go back to every once in a while. And it's like, they're, they're, it never feels that like there's like a real, I don't know, like a, a real, uh, what's the word, like drive to the film. There's no like art no. moving it forward kind of thing. Especially because, I mean, we talked a long time about on the Final Countdown episode because of the stakes that were involved in that were huge. It was, do we affect the past? and stop this horrible attack that took place but risk altering history like that's a huge that's a huge deal yeah this has like barely any stakes except for 
maybe something you would find in like an episode of Star Trek. Yeah. You hit television show. <laughs> I think you mean to say. Well, I've got more about that later. Oh, you've got more. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's... <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see what actor who pops up later was in Star Trek. Um... <laughs> so. Not an actor. No, oh, not an actor. A plot. A plot. Okay. All right. A plot device. A plot device. Um, so I know, like, I really. Like, it's hard to, like, hate the movie. You know, it's, it's very kind of laid back in what it's doing. It, it's, it's funny, because I feel like it has a bit more charm than what a movie that, if it was made like this now, would have, just because it's got some of that 80s kind of pizzazz to it that makes it feel a bit more kitsch, I guess. I don't hate the the film. I It's a bit, it's a bit dull. Mm-hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with the main character. <laughs> Also, just being a bit dull. Yeah, the main character is very dull. The main actor uh, does not really have that much charisma. He is very much not just not just that, but like there's not a lot of um, chemistry between him and Nancy Allen. <laughs> but it's it's all coming from her. Like I believe her when she's like sort of being intrigued by him, and then eventually maybe infatuated a little with him. I don't buy them together. <laughs> the weird thing about this movie, though, is, is that you feel like the love story is just there because they felt they need to have a love story. Like, it feels like this was a trope of the era where all of these types of movies have to have a romance at the center of it. So that's that's what we're going to do. Yeah, but that was the only thing that was kind of interesting. <laughs> at least. I wouldn't Even use though it was kind of tropey, but like, well, I, I wouldn't maybe because use... I like Nancy Allen, I'm at least, you know, rooting for her. I wouldn't use the word interesting. I would say that it's the the only thing that kind of like has a spark to it because it's Nancy Allen doing doing that. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. Honestly, it's it's, it's I I was because even once I saw New World Pictures, I was expecting it. Okay, it's not it's only be a B movie. It's not going to be this big great thing. But I was hoping. Okay, maybe it'll just be a lot of fun. And even the fish out of water stuff didn't feel as fun as I was hoping it would. Like I was expecting some more reactions and like whoa or, or like and somehow they make yeah. that even dull it it's true like there were some parts that were kind of interesting you know seeing like this generation the the greatest generation you know now in the 80s but they're the youth are the same age like they come across a teenage couple with like the the 80s punk look Mm. on them and they're like what the hell is this and we landed in like an alien world because you know it is very strange looking to someone from the 40s to see an, an 80s punk with spiky hair and yeah our... fishnet stockings on the women or whatever you know boobs on tv and stuff <laughs> and boobs on tv yeah uh, no it's just, there's, there's all these little things that they do kind of notice but it, i don't know it never feels like it's it, it's i thought maybe it was like a a commentary on uh just the the kind of things that we've lost since those generations you know like just the 80s was like a a very strange time when you watch the movies from that time and you're like like robocop or or whatever and yeah there's like a lot of gratuitous nudity now on tv that's maybe um that's quite shocking i thought maybe it's kind of like a commentary on that like um 
the kind of chivalry that we've lost maybe during that time. I'm not saying that things were better in the 40s. They weren't. But... <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a definitely a scene to talk about with this, uh, with, with his reaction to a certain person uh, at one point. Uh, I, I, feel, I feel like... And I, just, just to sort of answer your kind of your question there about uh, is this a commentary on this, I, I hesitate to accuse this film of having commentary on anything <laughs> i don't think it does <laughs> it's not that type of movie <laughs> well i mean they could have gone that route if they wanted to like maybe that's why nancy allen you know sees something in him because he's mm. uh from this other type of world where they don't have access to porn <laughs> so easily <laughs> who knows is, is that something a woman looks for these days? Oh, I wish all the men didn't watch porn all the time. Oh, oh no. <clears throat> I mean, there's probably women like that. But <laughs> most of us just know. <laughs> I mean, if we didn't have the internet, you'd probably have like a stack hidden in a behind a tree somewhere in a forest. <laughs> <laughs> apart, apparently, I was I was hearing stories. Apparently, uh, my uncles. Uh, this is a story I heard from my mother. My uncle's there was a tile in the bathroom that came off, and there was a like a mm. a hiding area that <laughs> they all shared. I, I mean, I've heard that pe- people would stumble upon piles of porn magazines in the in the forest like all the time because that's where people go to hide them. <laughs> yeah, I had internet around age eleven onwards, so I, you know, but there's some there's some things that you could tell me that have gotten worse with life i do not think the ease of access that the internet has provided has is, is anyway that, that is nothing but better <laughs> nothing but better ah social media is pretty terrible sure sure i'll, I'll give you those i'm not saying the internet's completely positive but i'm just saying there was a time you could only enjoy some porno, pornographic material if you went into a city theater <laughs> with other That's strange true. men then you risk like being paul rubin Okay, arrested. <laughs> I think the only message this movie actually wants to have is to talk about how great uh, the aluminum cans are of of the present day, and how impressive a <laughs> ring pull is. There's a, like Coke paid for advertising in this movie. I, I will not be convinced <laughs> otherwise of this. Yeah, because or we see them get cokes in nineteen. 19- Boxite mining companies. <laughs> yeah, because we we see them get cokes in nineteen forty two. And then we see them get, or 1943, I think it may be. And then we see them get those cans of Coke in present day. And he's like, whoa, this is amazing. Ring pool. Oh. Yeah, it's true. They're so, they're so light. <laughs> what a light metal. <laughs> uh, it shouldn't be that. It tastes way better at the glass bottle. Don't be, don't be excited about that. <laughs> That's it. I don't know. I don't drink Coke. I don't like it. The can is much better than the plastic bottle, though. The pla- a plastic bottle is the worst way to drink anything. Everything tastes worse out of a plastic bottle. Um, I will stand by that. Okay. Stand by that. I'm a glass person. I like to pour drinks into a glass. I get that. Classy lady. Yeah, you classy lady. I am a lazy man who doesn't like to wash glasses, so <laughs> I will drink. If I can avoid using a glass, I will. <laughs> Well, I'm usually just drinking water. <laughs> I have the occasional pretentious LaCroix. Or when I get it, I don't know. I 
my dad loves offering me beer every time I see him. So you mean <laughs> I a get little, a beer in a glass. You mean a little bit of the bubbly? Because he's also a classy gentleman. <laughs> Where do you go to next? I guess, I mean, in terms of spoiler-free, like, is, is there much else to add? Like, there's, there's not, because the movie's not very stylish. The direction is not exactly anything to write home about. Although, I will mention one shot, or one, like, start of one scene that really stuck out to me, uh, is... This is quite later in the film, admittedly, but it's not a spoiler. It's just a, it's just a shot. Um, there's like there's a cut from a scene where like we're with the scientists or whatever talking about this stuff. It cuts to like the, the like uh, you know they're in a car driving at this point, but for some reason the movie has what feels like the start of a music video where it's just this aerial shot going past all these farms and this like songs playing, this like love songs playing, and it lasts quite a while before it eventually like finds the car on the road because it's not even like you're following the car, you're just going all over all these farms and fields and then eventually it cuts to the car. And I was like, oh, what the hell? Because because you know, it lasted so long that the the lyrics kicked into the song, and I was like, what am I watching? What did this just turn into? Uh, so yeah, it does seem very, it does seem very amateur. Mm-hmm. Just um, not a lot of. Uh, I, there's just there's no purpose for this film. Like it doesn't really have uh, anything it's trying to say. So. And the the kind of interesting parts about it uh, kind of fall flat. Like it, it's not. It, I don't want to call it bad though. It's it's still like it's it's fine. It's perfectly watchable. It's a perfectly watchable movie. It's just yeah, it's it's watchable. I wouldn't say it's very rewatchable, but sure. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a fair statement. Um, uh, also, if you like the visual effects and altered states there's a cheaper version oh, of yeah. it there's a cheaper version of it here in this one <laughs> uh, is this the same year as the terminator yeah 1984 same mm. year it's unfortunate <laughs> for this movie yeah unfortunate for this movie yeah i'm disappointed like i mean it's not the worst thing ever but like i i was hoping for something interesting some sort of little gem that like was a, you know a, a little sci-fi you know, main bender or, or something, and you know, I almost felt like they wanted it to be because the way they start with the the myth of the Philadelphia experiment, I thought, oh, maybe they want to do some like trippy stuff with this and like really get into the the cover up of it or the, and there's none of that. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like that that opening like title screen where it tells you all this information, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. It does not matter that this is like this covered up secret or whatever. No, it's like it's almost like a Twilight Zone episode. Like mm. this is what happened and it caused this thing to almost happen and then it doesn't like all right <laughs> there's no real there, there's no real reason for anything there's no real um I, i'm not really root, rooting for anybody to succeed because the stakes don't seem that big even though yeah the world is technically in danger because of this vortex thing that they created doing this experiment they don't. Like, I don't think they spend enough time in the scientist characters to really sell that threat. Like it's it's just like this thing we we do every so often just to establish it and no more. Like it's it's not interested in really selling the idea that oh part of the world. Yeah, they're trying to put like a you know a clock. Yeah. A race against the clock, element to it, and it's, you know, it's it's fine. <laughs> I just don't care about these characters very much. Mm-hmm. And so. If something happens to them, it's like, oh, oh well, it's it's not enough. 
I need, I need more. I need that. If we don't, if we're in this situation now and what does that mean for, for us? What, why are we here? Why are we in the future? What is that going to, what is that going to do? Or maybe we're here permanently now. Maybe this is where the ship went and that's why it disappeared. And, uh, you know, what does that mean? Does that cause a, a something, a, I don't know, a bunch of chain reactions to somebody else is now in charge in the future that wasn't supposed to be like, do we have an alternate history now? Something, you know, I need something more. <laughs> Just do something movie, anything. Yeah. Do something. <laughs> they do nothing. I mean, they have a vortex thing, which has no special effects to it. You look at as uh, an 80s screen. That's got an image of a, like a 3d model of a, of a of a vortex and you're just supposed to assume that that's what we're afraid of now but it, it's not uh, it doesn't really sell it and I, I think part of the reason why it doesn't sell it is because i think at multiple points they say stuff like oh the vortex is starting to cause all these like weather problems in this like state or this this town or whatever but they never really show it because they don't have the budget to show it <laughs> so we hear about all this destruction yeah. all this like complete you know like cataclysmic like weather event stuff and it's like but they can't show any of it. I mean, even like the day the earth caught fire, which came out, you know, 20 something years before this, 25 years before. And that was, mm -hmm. they had catastrophic weather events that were pulled off pretty decently on a cheap budget. That's like true. get some fog machines and figure it out. <laughs> get some models and blow them over with a big fan. Like, just you know? Yeah. I saw Godzilla crush an entire city. <laughs> yeah, and this is the 1954 movie it. we're talking about. Yeah, so yeah, I like. Yeah, it's just a very underwhelming movie. Like everything about it is very underwhelming. Um, yeah, I suppose we'll give the spoiler warning. Although before we get into spoilers, Tara, why don't you tell everyone at home about Patreon? Oh yeah, if you like what we do, we have a Patreon page. It helps us out a lot. It's uh, Patreon.com/slash TV. You can donate as little as a dollar per month, and that gets you bonus Milefuss TV, bonus Ace episodes. You can watch our Time Cop review, which is up for you now. We've got other ones, but Time Cop is the best, so start with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we also did 95 Judge Dredd, which I think is also something of a gem. Yeah, you can hear my thoughts. <laughs> I mean, a gem of a review, not a gem of a movie. There's, there's a difference. There's a difference. I know you like that movie. I am the law. Watch the review. I am the law. Law. You immediately say that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Spoilers for the Philadelphia Experiment uh, from here on out. Uh, so, like I said, the movie starts in the 40s. We meet the two characters. They're at a dance because they're, you know, they're shipping off uh next day although yeah, i mean we don't really all, all we see them do is do the experiment no it sounds like they just go to the ship that's still at the docks uh to to do the experiment and it doesn't really feel like they're actually shipping out anywhere <laughs> it feels like they're just going to help with this experiment i mean maybe they're going to sail yeah. out like after that but it just it felt weird to me it felt like oh you're shipping off for months and all they do is like go and flip some switches <laughs> well they're still at... yeah they barely they barely leave the dock yeah um <laughs> 
but of course when they do this uh the other sh- this other smaller ship disappears which makes them all kind of weirded out and then they go through some weird altered states like trippy effects and end up in 1984 uh they end up in what used to be a small town but is now just a desert because the town teleports into the vortex right so the ship doesn't go to 1984 they go because of everything that's happening they mm. jump overboard and the ship is still doing whatever it's like caught in the vortex or whatever so our, our two characters who were in the experimental room abandon ship and jump overboard and end up like in the middle of a desert or something yes Yes, they end up in the desert, and then they're terrified uh, of a modern helicopter, which uh, flashes the light, its light at them and chases them down. And then it uh, eventually crashes because a part of the ship uh, that, that fell off, one of the uh, the masts, uh, f- comes through the vortex as well and like, destroys the helicopter. Um, so they end up like, walking through the desert, like not knowing what to do, not knowing where they are, uh, debating if they're still in Philadelphia and one of them rightly points out there's no desert in Philly <laughs> <laughs> this is not a thing in Philadelphia we're definitely not there anymore um, and you know, and the first little thing that happens for, sort of out of time thing is they find like a beer bottle and it's like a German brand and like it's German mm-hmm. <laughs> it's German textiles they think they're, they think they're the, the, the enemy because yeah, obviously they're from during World War 2 so they're thinking they're like, oh shit what's happened um and then they find a can of coke and like, what is this weird? What is this? Yeah. Well, at least they know it's familiar because it's Coca-Cola. Yeah, they recognize the logo, but they in don't. In this type of metal that's way too light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then they're shocked to see like a van and a, like a big truck drive past, you know, vehicles that don't really exist yet for them. Uh, mm. And they eventually get to a diner where they go in and they ask for food. And I thought it was going to be a whole thing where they try to pay for their food and their money's not like valid anymore because it's been like 40 years and all yeah. the... No, I thought it was going to be that they were expecting it to be like two bits. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was like, they were expecting the entire <laughs> or meal. Or something. It would be like prices like we see in the Twilight Zone where they get a full breakfast for like six pennies <laughs> yeah they're expecting like oh, to be they're like, going to be charged like eight dollars or whatever yeah they're expected to be like a quarter for both their meals and it's going to be like yeah that'll be like 650 and they'll be like what <laughs> what is this <laughs> high high dining highway robbery fancy <laughs> they're literally on the highway that was a good joke <laughs> um so no like like Yep, oh, Gus is at it again. Tara's cat being a menace, as he often is. So, no, they're, they're in the diner and they're, you know, they're on and on at the video game machines, the arcade machines, and, uh, you know, what the second guy, because there's two guys who go, go, of course, David's the main guy and then Jim is the second one. And Jim's, like, watching, there's, like, a movie playing TV, like a monster movie, and it's in colour and it's this, you know, goofy horror movie. And, you know, horror movies in the 40s, like, it was, like, Dracula and Frankenstein you know and that was kind of your 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 whack yeah was that sort of stuff i guess did they have the creature from the black lagoon maybe not yet that was 54 not yet that was, that was actually quite late and you know in the context of that stuff but you know he's just kind of in shock and all but then his hand which he kind of burned when he flipped a switch when the machine was on it uh, starts glowing and it starts like making all the arcade machines like explode and shit and like the the owner of the diner is like, oh, what are you doing? Like, get out of here! And he pulls out his guys like, you're going to pay for my machines, you piece of shit. 
it is where Nancy Allen's introduced because she's on the payphone outside and they kind of steal her car at gunpoint but uh, are confused as to how, how to drive it <laughs> because it's a modern car and he's, he's confused because there's no gear stick and and sure if he, if he tried to drive it he could probably do it but obviously he's in a high tense moment he doesn't want to like be struggling yeah. to drive you know while, while he's trying to hold a gun at people so he, he insists that she come with them so they essentially kidnap nancy allen and that kind of sets our main trio on their adventure uh for the movie and what wacky shenanigans they get into <laughs> What's say you didn't mention that the movie that was on was uh full frontal nudity <laughs> that's true yes yes there was nudity yes Quite shocking for uh, a man from the greatest generation. <laughs> <laughs> they were so arrogant to call themselves that, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I get that it was. Probably Although that... they did have to fight World War Two. Well, yeah, I mean, I get, yeah. I, I know that it came afterwards that it was like, oh, we'll call them that because they're the generation who went through World War Two. But yeah, come on. <laughs> Bit of an ego. That's all I'm saying. Bit of an ego. Yeah, our generation doesn't feel very great right now. No. <laughs> No, I mean the, the generation that knew better but did it anyway. <laughs> I mean, our generation has the greatest person who ever lived in it. Oh, thank you. Damn you! Snipe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy about that. I think it's a testament to the movie and just not being that interesting. Ultimately, that we have happily veered away from it and not even cared that much that we veered away from it for a, for a little while. Which, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's what I it mean, is. It's, yeah, because it, it's not really it's not really bad enough to bash it. No. But it's not good enough to praise it. It's slightly better than like a TV movie. It's, it's, it's not really saying anything or has like some sort of like hidden depth that it's like it's got in there it's not well directed no. there's no like sort of great craftsmanship to it it is we... like the most neutral movie that we've watched yes <laughs> it is neutral uh we will not say it just now it's the but the beigeest film i've ever seen <laughs> <It's beige>. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear okay uh but where are we where are we in the plot so they've got nancy allen in the car and they're on the run for a bit. She hears them talking about some stuff. They get pulled over. Oh, let's say pulled over. They end up crashing as they're being chased. Nancy Allen actually decides not to press charges for being kidnapped because she actually thinks that they're not that bad. The, the 9 to 12 years that she hears that they might get for this seems a bit harsh. So she doesn't press charges, although that's not necessarily quite how it works. You can't just, like, the person just can't say I'm not pressing charges and that's them. They're free to walk. Like, it doesn't, you know work that way i mean he did hold a woman at gunpoint <laughs> yeah with lots of witnesses might i add it's not like it's just her, it was her word and now she's saying no it didn't happen um so yeah so not that i was expecting accuracy out of this movie <laughs> like yeah <laughs> factual accuracy but uh he tries to tell a psychiatrist or a doctor uh what he's realized in that sense is that he's he's, he's went through time and he obviously doesn't believe him and it's around this point that jim freaks out his body keeps like spasming and like you know lighting up and you know all that stuff until he disappears in the hospital bed and presumably goes back in time to when he left uh mm -hmm. that's the assumption at this point i made which turned out to be correct but <laughs> yeah i thought maybe he was like still either still tethered to that like that the other timeline 
or he just straight up died. Those sure. are like my options. Yeah. Uh, although there is a scene here actually where uh, David, the main character, is in a cell with um, a man dressed as a woman, and it's it's this whole thing where he is like, "Why are you dressed?" He's just confused, like he's never seen this before. Yeah. Coming from the forties, and he's like, "Why are you dressed like that?" Um, and to the movie's credit, like I, I I was worried for a second that it was going to do something that was going to make it feel really dated. Like I was worried that yeah. it was, his reaction like, was going to be rough or gross. Yeah. But luckily, it didn't actually do anything with it. Just beyond his, just kind of like confusion. You know, it, it, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not long it's after. Not he, interesting. Yeah, it's not long after he's confused because he he doesn't say anything mean or anything like that. He just is like, "Why are you dressed like that?" Just sort of genuinely asking, and then he's called out of the cell. So it's it's not a big deal from that point. But I I was worried for a second that it was going to do something. It was going to be like, "Ugh, this is aged badly," or. Or this is this is really homophobic or whatever and yeah, a little insensitive or tacky. Yeah, but it, it was it was like a nothing scene. It was just another like oh, this is the world that we live in now. <laughs> because uh, likewise, I actually just tonight I started watching news radio because it had been recommended to me from a few oh people. the old sitcom. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Phil Hartman's in it. Who obviously I I've liked some Phil movies Hartman. I've seen. I love that show. Yeah. Um, it's got Joe Rogan before he was super bro <laughs> <laughs> He's probably still the worst character, though, just from... But I oh, yeah. I watched uh, the entire first season tonight because it was only seven episodes. It was only what? seven. E- oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, season one's only... Because remember how the first season of The Office is only six episodes? It's basically that. It's like just this really short little season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Dave Foley. I had such a crush on him. <laughs> My uh, fellow Canuck. He's he's very likable. I actually had a, I didn't realize she was in this, but the the main woman in it that he's got a, he's he's in like a relationship with Marina Tierney. Yes, uh, she's quite nice. I like her. <laughs> um, yeah. I had seen her in a couple of things, but um, yeah, the reason why I was bringing this up, the why it was relevant to the conversation we were having, I wasn't just wanting to talk about something else. Is um, there was a couple of jokes in that in those seven episodes that felt you know I mean most of the show is actually held up fairly well from what I've seen so far and it got funnier as it went which was nice but there was a mm-hmm. couple of gay jokes that really did not age well where I was sitting there going uh, this feels a bit uh, <laughs> like and it's the nineties yeah. it's just it's, it is what it is I mean yeah you just have to remember the time that it was made when you watch it yeah. And- there's a really, really great disclaimer because I, I own a copy of um, like some Looney Tunes on mm. Blu-ray and there's a really good disclaimer that pops up that's like, look, we know, you know, we're not saying that this is okay, <laughs> but it's another time and where prejudice was just very present and it's bad. It was bad then and it's bad today, but to... To edit it out would be like saying it never happened and we didn't have these prejudices, which would be worse. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's actually Looney Tunes, or maybe it's like... Uh, it's definitely Warner Bros. stuff, but there's definitely one that's Whoopi Goldberg who does like an intro. Uh, oh, really? Talking about... Yeah, there's, there's like a, she sits down for like just like a minute and just kind of... Essentially gives that disclaimer, but herself, uh, and explains yeah. it. Um, uh, I remember seeing that intro. Maybe it was in the old DVDs or whatever, but I remember it being a thing. Um, yeah, yeah I just it's like it's, it's okay to be embarrassed about your past if you know that you've come a long way. Sure, but, you know you should know where you came from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and it wasn't anything too bad. It was just you know, it was like there was a scene where Joe Rogan was like, like mortified that someone thought he might be gay. Like he had to yell a hundred times that he's not gay, and it was just it felt like this yeah. is a super date. Like I feel like 
maybe in school now kids would still be this bad but i feel like now now like yeah. most adults if, if there's someone like even andy dick was a big part of that show isn't he gay uh maybe, oh, maybe i'm just making that up but i thought he was uh... or is <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i actually don't, i actually don't know but I feel, you know, I feel like most most at least normal dudes now, would if if someone like implied or assumed or thought they might be gay, would just be like, would just sort of smirk and go, no, I'm not gay, and just move on. It wouldn't be a thing. They wouldn't feel the need to like yeah, say it's not anything. Insult. Yeah, um, that that would be it. But no, no, no. It's the right. '90s, so he has to yell for ten minutes that he's not gay just to make sure, just to make sure that everyone knows that he is definitely not gay. Um, mm-hmm but so basically uh, I, I thought that this scene was going to do something with that or something you know in along those lines and it didn't so credit no where credit is due i suppose i wonder if that's something that like got was like more accepted in the 80s than it was in the 90s you think you know i don't know maybe Maybe. I mean, maybe not. I wonder if it's such thing... The 80s seems like such a time of, like, partying and, like, whatever, sexual um, freedom in a way. Not like the 60s was, but, like, it, it seems like that last bit before, like, the conservative 90s <laughs> happened. Um, maybe. I wonder if it's just that it wasn't really on TV before, so the 90s were the first ones to kind of even use the subject to that extent. And I may be completely wrong in saying that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, I don't know, because I've watched, like, wasn't Cheers the late 80s? And uh, I think the early 80s. seasons of that have a couple of, like, really? okay. uh, there's an episode where they are afraid that their bar is going to be a gay bar, is becoming a gay bar. <laughs> and there's some pretty insensitive yeah. uh, jokes I mean, no, I mean, I've seen Cheers a couple of times, but I mean, there's a lot of episodes, I don't remember them all. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a ton. Yeah, there's like 250 episodes of that goddamn show. Um, so... Yeah, no, that's 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 fair. Um, but anyway, yeah. so basically, at this point, we've got some <laughs> evil government dudes that are chasing after David, and him and Allison run out together, get a car, and go on the run together. We'll get to why the, the dudes are chasing them. We'll explain all that stuff in the one bit I think later. But so they end up, you know, they're in a motel room together, and this is where some of the more like she almost leaves at one point because he kind of freaks out because it's like too much to take, but then t- t- convinces it to come back. It's a very nothing scene to be. Honest. I think it's meant to be a scene where he's supposed to show range and the actor's just not good enough to really show it. <laughs> is, yeah. Is the truth. I mean, if he's doing 10 projects this year, then maybe he got better. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he did. He, uh, he's, not a, he's not a bad actor, but I agree he doesn't have range. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you know, he, looks, he's, he looks confused at the chopsticks when she brings Chinese food in. Uh, you know, he is baffled by all the TV channels, which is funny because, you know, by today's standards, it's not that many, but he's like, whoa, channels and things, and, <laughs> you know, watch watch TV. I mean, ch- chances are he probably never had a home TV before. I mean, TV as an invention existed in 1943, but it wasn't exactly a household item yet where, you know, everyone had a TV. Yeah, although he does recognize, like, he starts watching, um, like, an old comedian, I thought. Yeah. Well, I wasn't sure if that like, was from a movie or if it was a TV show. I wasn't sure. Okay. Because um, remember, this is like, he's from a time when when you went to see a movie, you would get like two movies and a bunch of shorts. 
So this could have been a short that played before movies back in the day or something. Right. I'm trying to think of who who I thought it might have been. But you know, he he's, he's watching the, the like Jackie Gleason, was it? So was he around in the early forties? Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that's just an old comedian that I could think of that, that had a show. I think you're only thinking of that because in Back to the Future, uh, they're watching Jackie Gleason in the fifties. Oh, really? Yeah. That 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 is the only reason why I know that name is he because he was born of Back in nineteen sixteen. Years active, nineteen thirty-seven to eighty-six. Oh, fair enough. That's a oh, that's a long time to be active. Jesus. I don't, I thought that's who it was, but um, you're right. Maybe it is just Back to the Future. It makes made me think. Uh, yeah, that. I mean, you could be right. I mean, I, I don't know him well enough to recognize him. Like I, I, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't know it's him. Uh, but you know, you, you know, there's lots of other little things. He sees Ronald Reagan <laughs> like on TV. He's like, this guy looks familiar. There's a couple a... of Back to the Future parallels then, huh? <laughs> is this a movie? Is it? No, it's not a movie. Um, one of the funny things, though, about this whole fish out of water stuff is that watching this now, when this is like 30 plus years old, is that at one point she pulls this alarm clock and it's got like a talking voice. It's like, alarm set for 8.15. And he he's like looking at it like, whoa, it talks. And to us, this sounds like the most ancient like relic ever. Like This sounds horrendous to us, but he's like, whoa. It does not sound like my Google assistant. No. No. <laughs> this, 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 is, this does not sound uh, like anything impressive but to him it is uh, which makes some sense um, I almost like the idea that like the, the, the version of that for us now is if it's just it would sound the same as Google Assistant but in the future it'll have a personality and it'll crack jokes like we'll think it's the same as oh this has not changed that much but then it'll only drop a joke on you and like say your mother and like wait what did you just crack a joke <laughs> Yeah, there's a movie coming out that kind of reminds me of that with the kid from Workaholics and Righteous Gemstone. Oh, oh yeah, I know who you're talking about, yeah. It looks like a her, like, film, but, yeah, but it's comedy. Comedy, The trailer's pretty funny anyway. Yeah. Her's a great movie, though. Her's a movie that we'll do at some point. And then you'll find out how I feel. Maybe controversial. No, it's not. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I was actually just thinking. I'm pretty sure you've told me before you like it. So <laughs> I was just just searching the memory banks. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to say it because that's what you say sometimes. <laughs> mm. Um, I don't want to search too hard. I don't want to overdraw the memory bank. Anyway. Um, Whoa! Nice callback. <laughs> it's a pretty clever title, actually. As <laughs> a, a slam dunk. Um so yeah so he's just kind of like baffled by all these little things all all, all these little fish out of water moments and then again when they're in the car and he's handed a can of coke and he's like how did you open that what's happening and then she opens it for him and like that's pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) modern technology i know i know we Uh, have much more efficient way of delivering sugary beverages in the future Uh, of course, he d- he did try calling uh, Jim's wife um, before, and the- she answered, but he hung up because he felt too nervous and he couldn't say anything. Uh, that's when he kind of freaked out before. But they go they go to where his dad would work because his dad was a race car driver and had like a uh, had a garage. Goes to see uh, him and see if he's still there. They find this new new guy and it's like you know it's like they go in and check, but they see some photos of him on the wall 
uh, and he's like, hey, can you tell me about this guy? He's like, oh yeah, the guy used to own this place. Yeah, he passed away a few years ago, uh, but he was you know a race car driver up until what like, the 60s or something like that. You know, he, he went for a long time. Uh, so it's like this emotional moment because he's found that his dad's dead. I have to admit, this this moment played weird for me though because this is going to sound insensitive on my part, but I feel like. Like, if you were alive until now and this year, you'd be in your mid to late sixties, right? Given your current age, mm-hmm. do you did you really think there was a ch- like much of a chance that your father was still alive? No, but I took it more like his dad died young, and he was upset about that. It wasn't that young, though, was it? He said it was like a few years ago. Oh, I thought he said dad died in the sixties. Uh, just the pictures are from the sixties. I was yeah, it was just the pictures from the sixties. Um, even if it was the sixties, though, he still wouldn't be that young. I mean, I mean, let, let's assume that he's even even this DSP conservative. He's only twenty years older than his son, right? That would mean yeah. he'd be in his mid forties. Uh, that would mean that he'd be in his like mid to late sixties or mid mid to late sixties in the sixties. But he'd be he'd been in his eighties when he actually died. If if I'm right in saying it was only a couple of years ago. I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, I plan to live to 150, so it seems young to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I'm I'm just picturing what Tower's going to look like at 150, and it's it's like some something of a, something of a horror movie. <laughs> I think there's an app that can do it now. It's all the rage. It's 150. Well, it makes you. It's an app that makes you look older, so you oh, can see how you age. Oh yeah, I've seen it. But because... I can't help but think of like, uh, do you remember that Star Trek episode where everybody ages really fast in the original series? Mm-hmm. And you have this great shot of William Shatner, and he looks amazing, and he's got the silver hair. <laughs> he's like, this is how I'll age. I'll still be beautiful. And then and you, then you compare it to like yeah. how he actually ages. <laughs> I mean, he's still a ten. But... <laughs> That that is that is some Star Trek rose tinted glasses uh, on there. <laughs> and yes, I'm familiar with this app because have you not seen the joke where someone said, "Oh, let's see what the Avengers look like when you've used the the aging app." And it's like you know, it's like Chris Evans looking really old, and Chris Hemsworth looking really old, Chris Pratt looking really old, and then Paul Rudd just looks the same. <laughs> No, but that's hysterical. <laughs> uh, because Paul Rudd just turned 50. For anyone who's not aware of this, Paul Rudd is a 50-year-old now, and he that's still looks insane. like he did 20 years ago. So uh, that man is refusing to age. And you know what he's taking? Probably. Something movie stars can afford, yeah. not me. <laughs> yes. Don't worry, we're going to hit it big soon, Tara. We're going to... Oh. That 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 ace box is gonna come. Finally, I'll get that flown in. Amazonian clay <laughs> that I could put on my face to keep me young forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although we better get successful soon because we're really running out of time on that front. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Hurry. I got crow's feet. <laughs> okay, look, I, I I know. Look, <laughs> I limit myself to one old age joke per episode. I don't want to go more beyond that. I feel like any more than that, she's going to actually get self-conscious, get complex. I don't want to do that. Just one little joke, one little joke per episode. I can live with that. Yeah, next week, I'm going to be like all Botoxed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, I'll be honest, is going to be is far more horrifying than anything the age will do to you. Um, uh, never. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like, so, so, sometimes it's like, you'll you've been in a fight. And you're all swollen from a fight, like. No. 
I mean, I'm oh. pretty sure that's what Botox is. They just put them under and then fill like a, a sock full of soap and then just beat them <laughs> just beat under. Them. <laughs> that's how your uh your higher class uh like violent people get their get their victims is they they just they do it on the hush hush they go to these botox places and they're like right i'm just going to beat the shit out of this person yeah it's just fight club <laughs> but the person's unconscious oh, dear. All, the, all the spas are just fight clubs that we we can't afford <laughs> For... <laughs> okay um stop tangenting <laughs> this is your fault this is on me this is on you people want to know what happens next <laughs> do they okay this movie that i can't remember the name of philadelphia experiment <laughs> the philadelphia experiment um born and raised uh so they they go to uh jim's wife's place this ranch and of course i kind of saw this coming but it was like well, i bet jim's here too i bet old man jim is here sure enough uh he is he's outside and he's riding his horse there's a i mean there's an interesting little bit here where uh, jim's wife kind of recognizes him but doesn't really believe it at first and then like as he right, keeps saying we things see her in the very beginning of the movie right yeah we see her at the party the, the, the going away dance that they're at, they're at. Uh, and it, it really establishes that you know that him, her and jim are a really happy couple and that, you know she's also good friends with with david they all know each other it really establishes all that at the start once he knows Jim's out there, he goes to speak to Jim, and I thought the casting was pretty good here. I thought this guy did look like an old version of the other dude. I was like, yeah, that's... yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, that's fair. Um, like you know who he is right away. But he refuses to talk to him. He doesn't want to talk to him. He gets very emotional and insists that he leaves. And of course, the evil government dudes show up, so they have to run anyway. But and there's like a really small beat here where you know he's with his wife, and she's like, he just wants to ask you some questions and know some stuff. And he's like, it's better he doesn't know. He's got so much coming coming up, and it's maybe this like almost tease for like what the, the climax of the movie is going to be that he's going to ha- do this really hard thing that's going to be a big deal. Um, although to be honest, once we actually see it, it doesn't actually feel like it was that hard or difficult or anything. <laughs> Not really. Though I, I like that he, that it, Jim doesn't want to like relive the old times because he's had like a really difficult time trying to believe that this never happened it yeah. seems like he, it, it, he's so, afraid that he went crazy about yeah. the whole event it sounds like because no one believed him they convinced him he was crazy so he went to therapy for a long time and like yeah yeah i kind of like that like he sees him and it's not like a, a happy reunion it's like oh the trauma of this ghost that i saw before has come back in my twilight years and it's gonna put <laughs> me back in the home or something. you know like I kind of enjoyed that part of it, but um, that was an interesting concept. It, it almost it, it would be worth doesn't really pan out, you know, with the ending though. Yeah, it'd be worth almost just making the whole movie about that idea. This idea that like, you know, you know, just make this the, the actual travel bit quite quick and make it be more about him reconnecting with now the old version of the, his friend mm. who did travel originally with him but went back. Like that could be an interesting little thing uh, to to explore. Um, because it would have like character because <laughs> it would have character yes um it's right around here though after they d- have to ditch their car they're, they're sneaking in the back of like a horse truck or whatever it is we get the first kiss because david's been all mopey about how why are you with me you should leave you should be safe away from me and she's like shut up and kisses <laughs> that's not the exact <laughs> detail but like that's essentially what the scene is yeah uh, 
And of course, they, they, they don't get captured, but they do want to actually find the scientist who was behind the experiments, which I think leads us nicely into the subplot that we've had, because we have this old scientist in all these scenes uh, at this place where they're looking at the vortex, and they did this experiment in this town that made it disappear, yada yada yada. But of course, it wasn't that much of a leap to assume that this was the this old man, this old scientist, was the same as the young scientist who was in the 1940s section of the film, who was running the experiment, uh, who we briefly yeah. see at the start. So, Although they don't look alike. They don't look alike, <laughs> no. Um, and you, you can tell that it's him because at one point he pulls out a photo of the ship and he compares the photo with what the, they found in the desert and it's like, oh, this is him, this is this guy. Mm. So David and Alison, who's Nancy Allen's character, go to uh, someone who works there, kidnap him, force him to take them into the lab, which is weird that all the people who have been chasing them the whole movie wanted to take them there anyway because the scientists wanted to speak to them, and now they're doing it by force, which I think is one of the things you were kind of talking about where it feels like there's oddly no stakes because the thing they're chasing, they're, they're running from for the like back half of the movie is also the solution to what they ultimately want to do. <laughs> yeah, I really don't feel any like any stakes in the film. It, there's no complex question or it's just we make a problem and then we fix a problem that we made earlier yeah it's not like i don't know it doesn't seem like there's any repercussions to anything yeah outside of all the uh the the, the burned men from the ship who when the ship reappears they're all dead that's actually really cool <laughs> <laughs> it's really creepy that's the like... part i went whoa like gore <laughs> yeah you almost wish that like that that had been like you know you start with that and have a bit of mystery as to what happened like oh where did, all, where did that ship go why are all these men burned like yeah that was totally unexpected uh mm. i was gonna wait till we got there in the film though <laughs> to talk more about oh, it that's fair that's well i mean we're basically at the ending now because ultimately once to get to the lab the scientist explains who he is what's happening and he says that uh, we have witnesses that say that you turned off the because the reason why the vortex is open is because the generator in the ship is still on and the ships inside the mm -hmm. vortex and we have witnesses that say that you turned it off and he's like no i didn't well you haven't yet so we're going to have to send you in and they give him this like protective like you know space suit essentially to go into the vortex they have this ridiculous like over the top like truck with tire tracks that drives them into the vortex um and all that really happens is, is that he gets swooped out of the vortex, he, he's on the ship again, and it's like all the flashing lights and the negative colours and stuff, and he says like goodbye to Jimmy, he's like, oh, I'll see you again someday, I promise, old buddy, old pal. <laughs> and he flips the switch, and then he just jumps overboard, thinking that he wants to go back to the 80s because he's in love with Nancy He doesn't Allen flip now. the switch. He takes like a crowbar and smashes everything. Like, oh, good Why point. don't you just unplug it? <laughs> good, good point, yes. He doesn't just flip the switch, he smashes everything in the room. You're right, you're right. <laughs> so the movie like ends with a ship reappearing uh, in 1943. And then 1984, they're all happy because the town's reappeared. But then Nancy Allen drives out into where the town is and is looking around for him. And she's like, David, David. And then he appears in his suit, they kiss, and it freeze frames on them kissing. And it goes to credits. Although he does crack Happy a joke first about the Navy owing him 40 years in back pay, which he didn't actually do any of that work. So that's not how that works, David. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you weren't there actually doing the work. <laughs> Just because you skip through time does not mean they owe you 40 years of Navy pay. Um, I'm fairly positive. Hopefully he has like a savings account. 
Hey, the interest maybe has earned some interest. Yeah, the interest <laughs> might have skyrocketed. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but yeah, that's the movie. Like honestly, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a pretty dull movie. It's not like bad. Okay. It's not good. It's. I did perk up in the last couple of minutes when they had that like grotesque. Like there, are, mm. some sailors were were like horribly burned, and there was one sailor that was in the deck still alive, but like had a hand poking out and like part of his face mm. was still poking out also like severely burned and moving around do you know i think like, that is I, I think that's because it gave you something to feel like there were stakes it was like oh wait there's like actual yeah. real danger here there's like something dark and sinister possibly happening but mm-hmm. it's really just that, that that one little moment really it's also the premise of an episode of star trek the next generation oh, <laughs> in like season six there's a, a there's basically a Philadelphia Experiment episode where um, it was on Riker's previous command, where they had lost a ship, and it was a ship that was basically had become like a I don't want to say a rumor, but um, they were working on cloaking technology, but it was cloaking technology that can also pass through material except that one had like reappeared while it was going through an asteroid. So like part of the ship was still like you walk through the hull and it would just be like rocks, like instead of a wall and people were, you know, trapped inside and stuff or had died inside. It was like this horrible experiment gone wrong. (laughs) Um, I won't tell you what else that happens, but Uh, you're going to watch it. Yes. Yes. I look forward to it. And two or three years. Episode. Oh, your favorite. Which are my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so predictable. I'll be honest, I feel bad. I feel bad that I don't have any great insight to share on this movie beyond just kind of reacting to a few key moments in the plot because ultimately there's nothing really to it. Um, yeah. It's lacking real stakes, as you said. It's main character is not interesting and lacks range. Uh, the, the threat of the vortex feels undercooked and... I don't know, it kind of brushes past the more interesting ideas. You know, the idea of, like, Jim, like, you know, not wanting to, like, believe this because he was convinced that it was fake. And uh, the the horror of the ship that returns. Like, all that stuff is the more interesting parts. Um, I don't know. All, all that stuff just feels really quick and just kind of passed by. Um, Did you think maybe he decided to go overboard and go back to the future because he realized the future had... TV with boobs on it. I think so. Boobs are yeah. a big selling point. That's the message I got from the film. Yeah, so. that's that's what I got too. Uh, he was hoping for Nancy Better Allen's to boobs. Better be in the future with boobies on TV. Yes. He, he was hoping for Nancy Allen's boobs, I think. That, that was his main goal, though. I mean, who wouldn't? She's great. <laughs> um, yeah, the, movie, the movie's just kind of dull. I mean, I, I think it's safe to say when we do our top 10 or whatever time travel movies next April that this is probably not making the cut. I don't know. I mean, we haven't watched a lot of them yet, so. Yeah, but you got three back. Maybe to the it'll f- be an honorable mention. You've got three <laughs> Back to the Future movies and two good Terminator. That's like five out of ten right there. Before we even look at yeah. anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Are we gonna do the Back to the Future franchise? Uh, we have to. I mean, I didn't necessarily think we had to before then, just because it's like, well, we've both seen it enough that we don't need to, like, you know, we, we don't have to fill in that blank for us. But if you want to make sure we've actually covered everything we talk about on the show, then sure, we should do the Back to the Future franchise. Yeah, maybe eventually. 
Maybe when they do a reboot. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Ah, come on. They reboot everything. Hmm. Back to the Future. Back to the Future's a perfect movie and a ball. Well, I mean, they sort of have a Back to the Future reboot on TV with Rick and Morty. And it's, <clears throat> I mean, fans aside, it's really <laughs> great. <laughs> fans aside, yeah. Yes, I've only seen the first two seasons, but I did enjoy them. Um, so, I, I suppose I can't argue with that too much. Uh, I suppose we're ready to rate the movie. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, all the tangents made us a more entertaining discussion because I, I don't think the movie on its own was that interesting to talk about. Uh, so, hopefully, we we yeah. spaced up a little <laughs> bit with some old age jokes and some. Uh, My favorite. Yeah, <laughs> what, what other jokes do we have? I don't know. Um, we talked about Scottish accents for a while. That's true. We did. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh no! I'll I'll do Scottish Doc Brown. Marty, I don't know how, but they found me. They found me, Marty. I don't know how. Who, Doc? The Libyans. The Libyans have found me, Marty. <laughs> yes, oh, but show. I think I'll rate the movie. Um... Yes, rate the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, the movie is neutral. It's beige. The actor is beige. The scenery is beige. So what you're saying it's, it's is the beige is still watched. So what you're it saying is, is um, it's a it's a straight down the middle is what you're saying. It's a five. It's a five. I agree <laughs> with that. I agree 100. percent It's a five out of ten. This is the most this is five. The most out... five movie we've ever yeah. watched. <laughs> it's the most five out of ten movie I may have ever seen. It is so such a five out of ten. Um, not a terrible watch, but. Not nothing worthwhile really either. Um, if you're a Nancy Allen fan and want to see her on something else, then sure, watch it for that. But that's basically about it. So that is a uh, that has been uh, the Philadelphia Experiment, um, which we spent maybe half the episode talking about. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, Emma. <laughs> uh, what's weird though is this one wasn't like you know like oh we talked about it for the first like while and then just tangented for like half an hour at the end. This was interspersed throughout the plot because we just weren't that interested in the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Every time I got I mean, bored, had, the final countdown had a lot of tangents, but it was still related to the film. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, it was there was navy stuff and ship stuff, and I mean, I'll, I'll give this. Stuff. Yeah, I'll give this movie one thing. It wasn't. It wasn't just a uh, plane and ship porn like a uh, final countdown mm. was for half its runtime. <laughs> it's some hot plane action. <laughs> oh God! See, see, the one plane, the, the little stick thing came down for the landing. Oh it. yeah. Yeah, I mean that the the plane basically got an erection. That that was a scene in Final Shut Countdown. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, but yeah, that that has been the Philadelphia Experiment. Uh, so we we no mystery science theater section this week. Um, we'll see what we can do uh, for it coming back. Let us know what you think of the movie if you've seen it in the comments. You can like and subscribe. You can, of course, rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you choose. Doing so, it helps us out a lot because it means they put it in their search results more. It means they recommend it more, you know, for similar shows and that kind of thing. So uh, please do that. Uh, we mentioned Patreon earlier, of course. Go to Patreon and support us. Um, there are some changes coming to Patreon a little bit. Uh, just I'll, I'll mention this here as well just because uh, it may affect you if, you, if you're the $1 or $5 tiers. Um, so early access, which has traditionally been at the $1 tier, is moving to the $5 tier. So you might be losing that, which I know sounds bad, 
but we are adding like a, a special uh exclusive already cancelled uh review series into the one dollar tier so the idea is that the one dollar tier is now all the exclusive shows and then the five dollar tier is all the voting and early access uh, and also my buffy commentaries because uh, i do commentary of course of the hit television show buffy the vampire slayer if you didn't know that um what a cheap way to add that i know i know um so and there's, there's actually a vote for patrons patrons at the five dollar tier and up uh will be voting or already will be voting by the time this goes up um for what that show that we do me and connor do as a bonus already cancelled uh, is going to be but uh, you can uh, look forward to that so uh, but don't worry you're still getting your bonus episode of the ace every month if you're the one dollar tier uh, every month you'll get your 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 bonus episode exclusive bonus episode and uh who knows what's coming next but i i know uh, by the time this goes up leviathan will be the most recent episode that we've put up bonus wise so uh, hopefully that exciting yeah so. what's coming up next time for the ace that is an excellent question i don't even have to check because i know what this is uh, next time we return to the terminator franchise for terminator dun, dun, dun. salvation and i know i know tara has uh amusingly tara wanted to bring up a deleted scene from terminator 3 and then forgot to i so, can't believe we forgot we talked for like two hours but the funny thing is is that effectively it's become a deleted scene from our episode which you will get in the terminator salvation review <laughs> It's all worked out, baby. It's all worked out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we'll see how You'll that... You'll get your Sergeant Candy review. Yes, yes, a Sergeant Candy review. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if Terminator Salvation is uh, better than I remember, worse than I remember, exactly how I remember. <laughs> I didn't remember hating it when I watched it in the theater, but I'd, I've only seen it once. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yes. It has to be better than Terminator 3. After watching Terminator 3 again, it has to be better. That is a garbage movie. <laughs> then, then again, Genesis is Genesis is worse than Terminator 3, so I mean, it is possible. I've seen I've seen the possible. I don't know. I'll never forgive them for making Arnold not cool. If you if you if you if you, if you want to make a movie, a bad movie bad enough, you can you can do it. If you set your heart out to it, <laughs> you can make your terrible ass movie. Oh dear. Uh, so that has been episode 24. Really? Yeah. <laughs> episode 24. All yeah. right. Yeah, Salvation's 25. Yeah, this is, I think this is 24. Um, and if I'm wrong and the thumbnail says 23 or 25, then just, yeah, make fun of me in the comments. It's fine. Uh, but that's us. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at The Ace Podcast and make sure you, uh, you know, look out for, for other content that we do. Me and Tara do Twilight Zone reviews every week of the classic Twilight Zone show. Might be of interest. And you can check out that. You can check out the horror movie podcast that I do with Tim, which is a Screams After Midnight. Uh, you can check that out too. In fact, uh, just recently, for example, we'd have done our It Chapter 2 review. We'd have done our Satanic Panic review. Uh, so, and obviously we're actually I mean by the time this goes up we should be on the, 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 the eve the very eve of the Octoberthon 2019 where this year me and Tim are putting out an episode every single day in October there's too many episodes 31 days 31 episodes now four of them are Patreon exclusives for that one dollar tier the patrons get four but every day has an episode. Whoa. 
That must have taken a lot of prep. A decent amount. Of, we're, not, we're not finished yet, but <laughs> yeah, it's a decent amount of prep. Um, in fact, tomorrow I am recording three October third movies with him. <laughs> Christ. Plus it chapter two. Oh no no, no just two, just two, because yeah, the third one's it. Yeah, we're doing three movies, but it's obviously one, so that's not October third, but they all two are. So yeah. <laughs> Busy times, busy times ahead. Uh, so look forward to that. God, uh, we're gonna do that for the Ace One month. Uh, we don't have to do it every day. <laughs> we're start now. Uh, my thinking, if we were doing it for the Ace, it'd be like three episodes a week, so it'd be like twelve for the month as opposed to thirty-one. <laughs> okay. On the upside, though, we, we picked April, so there's one less day to, to to worry about. Just for the record. Hey, all right. Should have picked th- February. February would have been the easy month. Damn. February sci-fi month. <laughs> um, no, but that's us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Uh, keep watching sci-fi, guys. And computer... Computer? Computers are the future, man. You can play games on them. You can you can do your records. You can do everything. And then you can ask it to add salsa. Yum, yum.